0: Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better.
1: Welcome to episode 153 of Smart Enough to Know Better.
2: We're a podcast of
0: science,
1: comedy, and ignorance. I'm Dan Beeston. I'm Gregoire. And in this episode of Smart Enough to Know Better... I will be discussing the lymphatic system of the human body. And hot women and cool dudes. Uh, Also some technology stuff about touchscreens. But before we get to those compelling subjects, some of which was sizzled and some which was lightly boiled, (laughs) what has happened to you this week in science?
2: Well, Dan, I would like to talk about something that happened to all of us this week of science. When we were recording this podcast, today is July the 20th. That, of course, is 50 years since human beings first landed on the moon. Hooray! Hooray for humans. Are you kidding me? Half a century since we hit the moon. We didn't hit it. We landed on it. Uh, (laughs) Just like to point that out. The big difference between landing and hitting. That would be very bad for Neil and Buzz if they'd hit the moon. They landed on it.
1: it. It was close because it was... Because, uh, as I understand it, as they were coming down, it was really hard to work out how far away from it they were because there were no useful visual cues. Because oh, they, they had there was radar. No... They, they, they had radar.
2: They knew where they, how far they were.
1: But they were still controlling it visually, and apparently this was a this was a bit of a, an issue because there was no banana for scale or anything. Like they... they were, they were like, well, there's there's white circles down there, but we don't know how big a white circle um... is.
2: I don't know. I don't know about that particularly. They, what happened was just before they were touching down, the exhaust from the the lander was kicking up dust, which was obscuring their their distance. They they knew how close they were pretty pretty well. They also had it set up so the computer would give them a number, and they had gradations on the window so they could see if we keep going it this way at this speed and dropping down, we'll hit the ground at this point. It it wasn't. They'll do that, what? Sorry, they'll land. They'll, land. they'll hit the ground. They'll land. They'll ah, land. justification. <laughs> uh, it was, but it was a Keep amazing... him talking long enough and he'll eventually agree with you accidentally. <laughs> accidentally. I just wanted to talk a little bit about the Apollo 11 mission. It's an amazing thing. 50 years. We're supposedly going back now. So, yep, that's great. But I want to talk about something else from this day on July the 20th. Something before they sent humans to the moon, the Americans had a much more exciting idea. And that idea Bring the moon here. Well, that's well, kind of. No, no, it's not even vaguely something called Project A one one nine. Project A one one nine was to. Isn't that nuke, Brad Bird's nuke like, office, the moon? But, oh! nuke the
1: moon. <laughs> have we not already done that? We have not nuked the moon. Uh, no,
2: we've thrown we, some. Uh, we've thrown some explosives at the moon, though, haven't we? We've, we've thrown satellites and impactors at the moon, all sorts of exciting things at the moon, but not a nuclear weapon. Nuclear weapons are not allowed in space. There is a non-nuclear proliferation treaty to send things into space. But this was before then. So your
1: ICBMs have to sort of skim the ionosphere. They're not allowed to go up too high.
2: Well, that's a good point. If they go higher than 100 kilometers or so beyond the Kármán line, the 160 kilometers, uh uh-oh, walk of shame, they are going into space, but they kind of pop in and pop out sort of thing. But you're not allowed to send things into space too often.
1: How do you how do you punish someone who is the sort of person who's already launched a nuclear
2: we- weapon? You send them a stern talking to. Yep. Or a Twitter storm. You absolutely oh, they... Twitter Krieg them.
0: You yeah, milkshake duck
2: them into existence, into existence, out of existence. Yeah, not much. Yeah. Uh, if they're willing to do it, they're willing to do it. But most pretty much everyone's kept to it so far, which is nice.
0: Hey. See what happens
2: in the future. But Why I would mention this is so in 1957, yes, Sputnik 1 was launched into space. The Russians launched the first artificial satellite and the Americans went, oh, ah," because they hadn't – they were not even close at that point. They were really far behind and they were thinking to themselves, okay, we've got to come up with a great idea. Uh, How can we show that this this Sputnik thing is just a blip and that America all the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they came up with the idea, Project A119 – in 1958 to send a nuclear weapon all the way to the moon and detonate it above the surface of the moon so the flash could be seen everywhere on earth that was pointing towards the moon at that time thereby would that work it's like a the,
1: camera flash that and a and a reflector
2: if you are looking at the right place at the right time then and a big enough explosion sure uh, you could see it because no atmosphere to block the light. It'd be very, very tiny. Like it wouldn't be. It wouldn't oh, be it would huge. just be a little ping, a little pinhole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, wouldn't, it, wouldn't it wouldn't be, be the like whole a giant... thing.
1: Would like light up and, and <laughs> so, suddenly everyone's was, like, "Whoa, what was
2: that?" If you point a camera at the moon at the right time and you see an impact crater appear, like an impact crater, an asteroid crash into it. Yeah, you can see those flashes. So you could see a you could see a nuclear weapon of a large enough size. This was an idea of nuking the moon, but then they went, oh, look, let's not do that. The public's not going to really like that. Let's just, you know." go there uh not, well that wasn't exactly that time but soon after they they went let's, let's just go, go there first see how nuke worthy it is and yes. then nuke the moon and then nuke the moon but there we go on this day july the 20th when we're recording it humankind first landed on the moon but there was an idea it's full of, of japanese, japanese people we'll definitely nuke it now <laughs> says america but <laughs> well, that was post world war 2 they've already done that it was old hat yeah well they've shown they've shown form <laughs> well, now like they, that's they really their like... mo if they wanted to – well, they really didn't like the Russians then. So they found like space Russians. They'd be like, are you – hello, moon people. Are you communists? Yes, we are. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Regolith for all. There you go. I love that. I was very excited by that concept. And then, we only found this out, by the way, in the year 2000. It was declassified in the year 2000. So it's mm. quite recently that we were allowed to know we were going to nuke the moon.
1: I noticed that people are very excited about the idea of storming Area 51 to see they, oh, the aliens in there. Yeah. And, and I'm like, oh, a bunch of idiots are going to get, like, shot to death by the American army. And then another part of me is like, hold on, their money paid for that. Our money pays for our armies. Yeah. And for them to use that money to keep us out and keep us away from the stuff that we
2: paid for seems somehow Your state insincere. has to have some levels of, it's, I'm weird here. Your state has to have some levels of... Levels of secrecy. You don't have but the it right. But it also case. needs to have some levels of
1: accountability. And we That's have to... my money. I spend uh, my hard-earned money to put those aliens into incarceration. Uh, I want to know a bit more about these aliens. They don't yeah. even tell us that the, about the aliens in there. They're like, no, no it's for you know testing space planes. St- like planes real planes, cool planes. Yeah, it's like no,
2: they're definitely aliens in there because some because of the postcards. No. In the fridge and, magnets and, and a whole lot of nerds aren't going to get shot in September. Running towards Naruto, running towards the fence. A whole lot of nerds will mill around. Like not as many are going to turn up. Like they say, I'm one and a half million. No, they won't. You know, less less people than that will turn up. We've all gone and have a Facebook party. Oh, we're all definitely coming. Says Facebook. And then you're sitting there alone eating dip with three people you don't particularly like. Just saying. And <laughs> same thing's going to happen. And then they'll all mill around looking sweaty and sad. Around the outside, with some very heavily armed men not standing at the fence. Like they're not going to stand. The army's not going to stand there because they could get shot too. They'll be off in the distance with their big, dirty weaponry, going, "Please step across the line, so we can test this bone-shattering weapon on you." Yeah, they're alien tech. <laughs> that would be funny. That would be. Fat sweaty nerd steps across the line, gets turned into some kind of purple vapor by a yeah. green beam. And it was like, We don't know about aliens. Do you want to try this again? I was like, No, we're good. <laughs> we thought so. That man just turned to jelly. Yeah. <laughs> but they could just hit them with they're not gonna look, they're not gonna go. Nothing's gonna happen. It's and it's, maybe I'm gonna get oh, I'm gonna get political for a moment. Maybe they should Americans should stop worrying about running to Area 51, and start worrying about the concentration camps for people from the southern borders who are keeping children in cages. Yeah, you and want also, a government complex to storm? There's yeah, a big
1: white house that I can direct you to. Yeah.
2: And also, let's not just pick on the Americans, let's pick on the Australians. We also keep people in camps in other countries, because kind of fuck not come into our country totally legally. There's no such thing as illegal. Damn it! So if you want to charge something, go to Buddy, Manus Island, Australia, and charge that. Are there
1: aliens at Manus Island?
2: Yes, there are. Oh, now you
1: have my attention. (laughs) Human 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 rights violations. I'm sort of, oh, well, I'm blasé to them,
2: but aliens. Alien right (laughs) right violations. Yeah. (sighs) How was your week of science? I've been using computers
1: for a very long time. Oh, that's not this week. I'm using a computer right now. In fact, I'm using what? two. What? In fact, I'm probably using about six computers if you include the microcomputers inside the mouse and the microphone that I'm using. Nice. There's probably enough tech in this microphone to get us to the moon again. <laughs> but my very first PC clone, back in 1987, I think, had a mechanical keyboard. Eventually, we bought a mouse. Like, this is before mice were attached to computers. It is very hard to play a point-and-click game without a mouse. So you just, uh, click. That's what you do. Just, just click. click. Yeah. Just click. Yeah, lots of clicks, very
2: little pointing. What you need to do is just write a program that runs the cursor laterally across the screen and then drops down a level and then run across the screen, down a level, across the screen, down a level, across the screen, really fast, so it's scanning across the screen Ah. and you just go, 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 go now, go. As long as it's fast enough, you just click at the right point, it would be a point-and-click invention. It's the Space Invader navigation system. Yeah, (laughs) what could go wrong?
1: Well, a whole bunch of sweaty nerds could come and, uh, you know, break into your complex.
2: And get turned into a purple mist. Purple
1: mist. Purple
2: mist. In
1: 1994... I bought a device called a Tabby tablet. It was a small graphics tablet that works through what I assume is induction. There is very little information about the Tabby tablet on the internet. (laughs) The pen was attached to the tablet with a very short cable. You'd move the pen around and the cursor on screen would follow it. Press down on the pen and the entire head of the pen would slightly pivot and you'd hear a click and you'd start drawing. So this was in lieu of a mouse or as well as a mouse. There was a small metal panel on the side of the pen. If your finger wasn't touching the panel, the cursor would jump all over the place. Mm. I reasoned that this was earthing the device through me. Sure. It was a weird little device. It was so old you could use it on an Atari ST.
2: Good Lord.
1: Yeah. There are many ways to put this information into a device. In 1997, I bought a Palm Pilot. (laughs) I could could draw on that screen as well. It had a resistive touch screen. The pen itself was just a pointy bit of plastic. So when you press on the screen, the screen deforms. The resistive part of the screen under the tip touches the back of the screen, which is conductive. It disrupts the electrical connection. The bit where the current is not as strong registers as coordinates. It's very clever. So if you visualize it, there's a rectangle where all the electricity is right, and mm. then you push in and it disrupts it like pressing on a laptop screen. And mm-hmm. you know how it goes all w- weird and wavy and yeah, yeah. and weird? It yep. kind of does that. And then the program is like, where's, a, where's the signal f***ed up?
2: Oh, here. That must be where they're pointing. Uh, it's quite clever. That's yeah. That seems like using an error to stop being an error. I then they had an error. They went, okay, we, we could use that error somewhere else as, yeah. a, as, a, as a feature.
0: Mm.
1: Now, this is how lots of touchscreens still work. These are very resistant to damage. And you can use whatever stylus you want. But they look like crap. Uh, the tech involves sheets of electronics directly under the screen. You can see this on the Nintendo DS. The quality of the image on the bottom screen, which is the touch screen, compared to the top screen is an obvious step down because they've got to have the stuff that makes it run where you're looking at. Yeah. Capacitive touch is slightly different. So that's what's on your phone. Oh, okay. You need to touch the screen with something that can electricity, like the human finger. When you yeah. touch the screen, it sucks electricity out of the device... And where the device detects the current change, it turns that into coordinate data.
2: I have a weird experience with capacitive screens because sometimes I'm using them and they don't work. So I, I'm like using it and going, wait, it's not it's not registering that I'm a human being. <laughs> and then honestly, I make, I'm not making this up. I'm like, wait, it's not working. I, it's not registering my finger as a live thing. And then it goes. Oh wait, he's on to us. And then it starts working again. Like God damn it! Like it's happened enough where I'm like, wait, is it is it me? Is it the device? What's you're, going on? You're inert. Yes. Well, I like the fact that whatever makes me pretend to be human goes. Oh, we're on, we're on a break. Wait, now he's touching things again. It's very strange.
1: I love like, this. I love the notion that you think that there that even if you're not human, that there's not huge amounts of electricity pulsing through your frame.
2: But but I could be made of plastic or some sort of green mist emitting dev- like, who knows what alien tech is dan i could be i don't know just because just we use plastics and metals doesn't mean good mean, point I, is, is it possible that we could have sol- just solidified rage i'm just solidified rage Dan. surely that would be conductive <laughs> well it would it would well, conductive to heat maybe but maybe not electricity oh maybe <laughs> anyway please go on okay back to the science capacitive
1: touch. There's a voltage applied to each corner of your device. Your finger draws current out of each corner and they can detect exactly how far you are from each corner because the value of the current is different.
2: Oh, that's clever.
1: Yeah, each sensor only knows how far away the fingertip is, but when they share the data, they get the exact location.
2: Uh, I was about to say triangulation, but it's not because that takes three. Well, there's four. So biang- biangula- Oh, quad- quad- quadangulation. Well, or... Yeah, or four,
1: four times triangulation.
2: Twelve, twelve angulation?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> twelve angulation. Dodeca angulation. <laughs>
2: Dodeca angulation. Right. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Okay, there is one other form of touch that uses frustrated internal reflection, oh, which is goodness. how you end up full of rage.
2: <laughs> That's why I go see a therapist. <laughs> uh, this
1: is often used if the clarity of the image is really important or if the surface is very big. So, imagine a fish tank. You stand at the front of the fish tank. You can look through it. But you move past the critical angle, and the internals of the fish tank are totally reflected in the glass. Mm-hmm. You familiar with this? Yes, yes. Snell's uh, Law. Oh, good. Good job. <laughs> yes. How did you know that? Because I'm a physics teacher. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to have to start <laughs> learning chemistry to, to sneak some stuff by you. <laughs> Okay, this is the same mechanism that fiber optic cable uses. If you then put your finger on the outside of the glass of the fish tank, this frustrates the internal reflection and you can see your fingertip, in the, which means that light is escaping as well. So in the touchscreen, they fire 400 infrared light beams along a very thin fish tank. Put your finger on it, it disrupts the surface, <laughs> and the light escapes through to the other side, which can then be detected But the one that we're most familiar with is Capacitive Touch. Capacitive Touch allows for nicer screens and multi-touch, which is needed when zooming in on a phone or tablet. But you need a special stylus that conducts electricity. I have owned four different styluses for capacitive devices, including one that you gave me as a gift. They've all been better than finger painting, but they do feel kind of weird. Very few artists prefer drawing on a whiteboard over drawing with pencil and paper. And that's the effect that you get. It's kind of this smooth sort of
2: weak. Yeah. It doesn't
1: resist properly.
2: Or it doesn't, I guess it doesn't resist as you're used to it.
1: Yes. Yes, yeah. I suppose so. At this point, everything I've discussed only registers on or off, which is fine for shapes, but does not allow for tonal changes in the line. Mm. So one of my styluses is a Jot donut. It has a standard capacitive tip, but it also has a tiny device inside it that registers how much pressure you're pushing down with it then sends this signal via Bluetooth to the tablet you're pressing it onto. Oh, my goodness. This means that it has to be powered. So I have to make sure that my pen is charged and that it's Mm. registered to my device. And if we swapped pens and we were drawing on each other's screens, we would Mm. be sending location data, but the pressure data would be ending up (laughs) on each other's screen, which could be a really fascinating drawing experience.
2: Collaborative drawing. Yeah. (laughs) There is one more piece of tech to talk about. Oh, you can put, put them next to each other. So I draw something with, with your pen, you draw something with my pen, and then we put the f- pictures next to each other so you could see what tonally you were trying to do, but w- what lines I was trying to do on mine and vice versa on yours. Exactly. That would be amazing. It would be we quickly, weird. Give us a million dollars, we'll put it into an art gallery immediately. I reckon you can get funding for that. I'm sure we That's can. That's a good one. <laughs> Love art funding. We could call it we could call it Friends
1: gallery of friends i get so cranky about people who complain about arts funding who like why are we funding these people to 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 make big pictures of red squares my Mm. my three-year-old could do that they don't do they no three-year-old around now the kiddie pool end of the art thing doesn't create just and you know what maybe it's not for you (laughs) maybe some art is for you and some isn't
2: that's okay yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's the best thing about going to an art gallery. You go to an art gallery, exactly, and I go, eh, that's nah, that's not for me. That's that, that's not me at all. That's amazing. And vice, and you'll be like, no, I disagree. And then we fight. There should be a pit in art galleries that you can fight in. Opinion pit. Interesting. Yeah. Full
1: contact body art. I'm not persuaded, but I think I could be.
2: <laughs> to the pit. Best out of three falls to so see if you're persuaded or not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hit him with the chair! And then the chair of the museum comes in to, like, discuss and have opinions.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, <dear. laughs> okay, there's one more piece of tech to talk about. The Wacom tablet
2: has what's called a penabled device. Are we being paid by these people, by the way? This is like, a huge ad for all these people? No. Nah. Damn it. Nah. Uh, nah.
1: Uh, we, get, we get diddly. Well, we, and you know what? Because we don't sell out on this yeah. podcast. True. We rely on the generous nature of our Patreons it's and right. we don't broadcast f-ing ads all the time. Uh, uh, I've made a bloody
2: I've, loot uh, crate. Uh, uh,
1: have, a, have a box full of guys, rip the resources out of the ground and then send me a, a box I didn't ask for of t-shirts with David Hasselhoff on the front and a f-ing doctor who made out of Pyrex.
2: We've we, we got to
1: the point where we, we want to use our resources just to just just for the the, the, the joy of receiving a bunch of shit we didn't ask for. <laughs> fucking loot crate. It's use true. the code SE two kb to get five percent <laughs> off this box full of fucking petroleum
2: products. <laughs> they should write how many how many uh, penguins died to send it to you. <laughs> Sure, you've got a limited edition Battlestar Galactica Cylon helmet, but by the way, we had to kill this penguin to get there. Here's a picture of some fucking orangutans that don't exist because you filled your house full of fucking bobbleheads. Ah, <laughs> uh, excellent. Anyway, back to the Wacom
1: tablet. <laughs> the Wacom tablet does not register touch, but it does register uh, the pen. The pen is not powered. There's no battery in the pen. The tablet is filled with antenna coils. The pen has a ferrous mechanism inside it. The energy from the tablet creates a magnetic field. The field enters the pen and creates its own magnetic field. Yes, It powers the pen inductively, allowing it to calculate pressure information. Wow. The tablet detects the magnetic fields given off by the pen that, that reciprocate. Some of this data is pressure, and some of it is enough positional information to relay both the position of the tip, but the angle of the tip as well.
2: Oh, my goodness. That's that's so, impressive.
1: So you can tilt the pen, and it can go, oh, yeah, you're tilting the pen. And, you know, if you're using a brush
2: tool, it'll change the way that the brush brushes. Mm-hmm. So it can measure itself by its position in the magnetic field, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That's quite impressive.
1: And, and powers itself to be able to send, to calculate data as well.
2: Yeah, that's,
1: yeah that's, that's
2: amazing. Yeah, That is quite
1: amazing. This is called Electromagnetic Resonance Technology. It's kind of like how a metal detector works, but much more complicated. So I've used the, this for years. They're pretty good. They feel more natural than a slick iPad screen to draw on. They are dedicated devices and they, they actually make the surface a bit sort of rough. So mm-hmm. it, gives, it simulates paper. Now the holy grail of this experience is to for it to be on a screen rather than be on a tablet mm. so that you can put your pen on something and the line will appear underneath it. So this is my week in science. Ooh. I oh yeah, that's my... right. That's what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Forgot... Sorry. Yes, here we are. We're about
1: thirty minutes into the show at this point, <laughs> yes. but uh
2: yeah, start the show, great. Go on, please. <laughs>
1: But I bought myself a bottom-of-the-line Syntec graphics tablet from Wacom. So it's a monitor with the pen tech embedded in it. And it's finally to the point where it feels as natural as drawing on paper. And finally, I'm like, that's it. That's the, that's the limit. Now I can use this. And it's brilliant. I love it.
2: And draw all the pictures of Gaston that you want forever. Yeah. Yeah. That's not judgment, by the way. I'm, I'm actually quite impressed.
1: But... Now, if there was a Gaston-themed loot box to turn up on my door... oh the joy i could have the joy i could have who cares about the fucking harp seals give me my poster of Gaston and my latex boots
2: (laughs) dan dan have you ever worked in an office before because you're a man you're a self-business person you your own boss you're an entrepreneur you go around the world making millions just wave a hand master of industry
0: have you ever Master of
1: Industry, uh, Master of Industry.
0: Have you ever yeah, worked?
2: Don't, a- don't let
1: my wife find out that I, you know, have millions at my disposal because <laughs> she thinks that we are in dire straits uh, <laughs> and that we desperately need patrons, uh, patrons to subscribe <laughs> to our Patreon. Fair enough. Do you have you worked? But it's office? not true. You should just stop funding us immediately. I'm apparently <laughs> like
2: Dan. What are very you doing? Why are you why are you shooting us in the foot? This is a bit, Dan. I'm starting a bit.
1: Yeah, say. yeah. Be careful.
2: I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm just running with the bit, Greg. I'm just running why with the bit. You, why? Are you, why are you going defensive? I'm on your side. Oh my goodness. Anyway, have you ever worked in an office before? Master of industry.
1: Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Oh, the okay. uh, the wonderful. Speaking of capacitive touch, I have worked oh. in the offices with the with the nylon carpets Ooh. and the uh, and the uh, and the fluorescent lighting. I, have you ever- I worked in a restaurant. Uh, restaurant. I worked in an. <laughs> I worked in an office once, and I would you uh, take my aluminium scooter to work
2: because right. it was a, it was an easy scoot to get. to I love work. the fact, listeners. I have to point out something. People, you probably, you maybe heard Dan say I rode a scooter, and you're like, oh god, what a hipster. Dan did this before it was a thing. It wasn't a thing. Dan was ahead of that curve by decades. I think. I think that would be fair. No, at least a decade.
1: Six, six months. Oh, really? Yeah, it was because well, it blew up. It was like crazy. But I, I saw one, and I was like, where, where Where did you get that from? And I went to the bike shop, and, and went, I had to they wait. Went
2: a, they went from a child's toy store. That's where you get no, No, from. no, no, a no, no. They,
1: they didn't sell them there you yet. Just, you just scrape okay. off the okay. Okay.
2: little pony on their side, and then you paint it silver.
1: No, 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 no. This is before they started pimping them towards children. Oh, wow, okay. Mm. I didn't think I'd use the word pimping and children in the same sentence today. But here we are. You've totally Jeff Epsteined it. Well done. The... Oh, let's stay out of Hollywood. <laughs> Keep and the, the wood out of Holly.
2: Ah!
0: <laughs> the... Oh, the- oh, no!
2: Oh, I'm sad now. Oh, oh. I just wanted to talk about offices, Dan. Why are we doing this?
1: Okay, so... I, I got, the, I got a, a scooter from the very second shipment that came to Australia. And, <laughs> and, and, and they're expensive. Yeah. Like, they yeah. were high-quality precision devices from a skate shop. They were for adults. And, then, and they should be for adults because they are dangerous.
2: Like, Tony Hawk says, don't drive safely. Just have no way of braking. That sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I've still got it. It's like, it's twenty five years later and this thing still exists. It's um and and it
2: runs fine. Its engine's great. Yeah, well, its, engine's, its engine's a bit clogged with cholesterol, but it's doing, <laughs> it's doing All right. Anyway, it's still it's still delightful. So I'm
1: in the office oh, yes. with my scooter. How,
2: how and, many rabbit holes have we gone down? Okay. <laughs> what are we doing?
1: <laughs> we Who am are, I? We are deep in the capillaries of <laughs> this story. <laughs> hey look, we are we're, we're the asbestos of, of podcasts. <laughs> Anyway, please go on. So I'm at my desk and it's it's everyone else has gone home and I'm about to leave. and so I jump on my scooter and I give myself a big solid couple of thrusts mm. and I run this aluminium scooter on rubber wheels across the nylon carpet. Mm. and I probably travel about thirty meters and rather than putting my foot down on the carpet, I, I instead just stop almost in, exactly in front of the elevator and I press the button on the elevator, which has a, is a, has a little light on it, which means there's a little <laughs> bit of power running through it. And the static charge that earthed <laughs> from me <laughs> through a plastic button and into a capacitor almost took my finger off. <laughs> and I
2: went, oh, yeah. Static electricity, that's a thing. It's a thing. Excellent. Every day at work at my job now, when I go into the lunchroom and get cold water from the cold the hot water tap, they have like a filter tap thing. Hmm. Every time I touch it, it zaps me. Every time. I go, ah, and I oh, that's right. You're not made of right. plastic then. Well, I, and his, but no one else gets zapped by it. Not one person has ever. I've, I even asked. Is, is, it, is it a thing? It's like, no, Greg, we don't know what you're talking about. I'm thinking. A, I'm built for some weird otherworldly metal, or B, there's a prank going on at my work where they put a car battery. I don't know which one yet.
1: Or everyone else strides around confidently and you scuffle with your feet.
2: (laughs) (laughs) A little train. A little train of industry. So, yes, I've worked in an office before. What what am I talking about? Oh, that's right. Have you noticed, anecdotally, that men normally find the offices quite pleasant, but women... Find it colder on average. No. Oh, okay. But that's a thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I used to find my first office, I found really horribly, frigidly cold. And no one else complained. But that was because my boss set me up right in front of the air conditioner. Oh, that could be it. And I I stuck a little thing in front of my desk so it wouldn't whoosh freezing cold air under the desk and my boss was like oh i don't i don't really want you doing that i'm like it's freezing he goes yeah yeah i heard this study that like the colder you are the more effective you are and if you're warmer you're more comfortable and you'll work slower and i'm like i can't work if i'm made
2: out of ice well dan it's your lucky day many years after your boss gave you that advice i can tell you he's wrong scientifically you've actually stumbled onto what this article this article this segment is all about hooray temp- well it's temp- not
1: surprisingly i flailed around like a fire hose you're gonna hit a couple of flowers <laughs> Very
2: true. now men have been shown to expend more energy than women at rest so our bodies normally expend on average of course these are all averages and women normally have higher core temperatures so their cores are warmer than than our cores that you and i cause but their so
1: bodies are actually working harder than women's bodies so, they probably only work like 70% as hard as us. <laughs> I,
2: I'm in wrong. an
1: office environment.
2: I, I am not. Is that what um, you're saying? No, it is not what I'm saying. It is not what I'm. No. That's what I'm hearing. No, 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 you're wrong. No. Like on a, on, a, on a metabolic level, no, no, maybe I I'm deserve not. to be paid a bit more. <laughs> no, I'm not. No. Moving on. So, women find it, offices normally colder because it was designed back in the days, so the temperature we put all the offices to was designed for men because it was men normally in offices and so temperatures were set up for men and men normally wear suits mm. weren't normally where, where women are normally wear can on averages dresses and that sort of stuff so and there's more kitchens have ovens in them tend to be a bit warmer i'm not why are you Is doing this you're... no why are you making this horrible what? Don't do this to
1: me. Look, the 60s and 70s that you're discussing here were horrible they were horrible thank you very much for gen- gender
2: equality thank you right okay the point of this is, but not for smoking. There's want-
1: was a golden age for smoking, oh.
2: <laughs> and littering. Smoking and
1: littering. God, I want to travel back in time and smoke and litter. And
2: just and just choking out an orangutan. You could just choke out an orangutan. You could just go over and it'll look you with his big brown eyes, and you just choke it out. I didn't know that. Seventies. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Mad Men? It was in the fourth season. It was amazing. We should dig out the pimp my time machine. <laughs> Get it out of the cupboard. All right. What the heck am I talking about? It has been shown – there's been a study in Germany that has shown that women actually do better in cognitive functions when they're warmer and men do better when they're colder by a couple of degrees. So as men, we want to have a colder environment. Our brains work better in math functions and in word puzzles, that's what they base this on, and women, when they raise the temperature – Slightly, not like the 50 degrees to 100 degrees, you know, to melting point of women, <laughs> but but to a warmer temperature in the you know mid-20s sort of thing. Women's brains worked better, or at the very least, their cognitive functions were, were better than that. So men started showing a decrease as it got warmer, and women showed an increase. So they need to find the equilibrium between those two temperatures where they would both be the best. So they really need to have a men office and lower the temperature, and a female office – and raise the temperature. Yeah, I used to work in an office where I used to think it was warm all the time, and I was trying to work out what was going on. And we had the office checked, and why is what is the thermostat broken? And it finally turned out you need that to get what... that water cooling stuff run across your processor. That's <laughs> it's true. I, I'm risk radiative. It's such a bad way. Explains the big vein on my head. <laughs> <laughs> I look like I look like I'm always flying into the wind. But this office was always very too warm for me, and I finally found out why. It was hilarious. One of my female colleagues had been working there for much longer than I had, and she'd take it into her, her own hands. She got sick of being cold. So she'd go and adjust the temperature. She found where the thermostat was, and she could – not in the office. Like it was. she had to go somewhere else in the building.
0: Wow. Adjust
2: it up. And then when it was adjusted down, so, so they'd go do some checks, she'd know because she had that knowledge when things, were, and she'd go and adjust it back up again. So for years, she was putting it back to the temperature she liked and I was sitting there going, I'm sweating in an office. What's going on? And we'd all complain. i go, well, it's fine. It's fine. Because she knew how to fix it. it, was, it was quite, uh... I, was, I was impressed by the level of dedication to the crime. I still sweated though. Just put uh, a
1: jacket on.
2: Put a jacket on! And men... Wear less clothes. Be sexier. Just, just wear nothing but DTS to work, like suit shorts. Oh my! Put a little, put a little tie on it. I beg your pardon. Oh, and I, said the shorts. Yeah, the, the shorts. So you basically wear, wear jockey shorts no, and just go down. without pants and then put a tie on it. Is what i wear in My mind. oh my goodness, that's a great idea. You could wrap it around your waist like a tiny belt, and then to hide your shame, you could have a big, wide tie get hanging it for a down. Bat. Hanging down to your knee. Good. good (laughs) All right. Actually, can we take take a short
1: break for a moment? You're right? Just feeling a bit unwell. Oh, that's not good. I think I've got a buildup of toxins in my lymphatic system. I might have to do some manual lymphatic drainage. Do you have any
2: essential oils? Uh, well, yes, like 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 kerosene, and that's not an oil, but you know, like that doesn't essential. sound essential to me. It's essential. It's essential. It's no, essential oils
1: are generally out of- made out of flowers and shit. Uh, I guess some vegetable oil. I got some vegetable. Oil. I got. I've got some lovely vegetable oil. I can do that. Look, that's certainly essential when it comes to cooking.
0: Hmm.
1: I wouldn't know. This is important. Uh is it? Do you know what the lymphatic system does? It's ah,
2: uh, it's. It's got something to do with your immune system. Oh, well done. That's all I know. 1% of the way there. Yay!
0: Buckle like up, to, cowboy.
2: I I just want to say like many things in the human body, I just let it do its thing and it doesn't go cancerous and kill me. That's our agreement. Yeah, I think that works. Good. Okay. Blood arrives at the
1: heart, Greg. So much blood.
2: It's sucked into the heart, from it's the heart. Sucked. It's sucked into the heart. It's is it pumped, pumped through a circulatory system. It's not sucked, is it? Is that is that
0: well, right?
1: Yeah, I mean the, the yeah, that's exactly what happens. Is the the first ventricle in the heart expands and closes the the, the out vent it uh... and it
2: pulls the blood in. It sucks it in okay, by, so by expanding. So it's creating a lower pressure, which brought yeah okay okay fair enough. Okay, yeah, okay. it's sucked in. Good, sucked in. Got it. All right. From the heart, it travels directly to the
1: lungs via the only artery that carries oxygen-poor blood. Boom! Oxygen replaces carbon (laughs) dioxide. Excellent. That's right, Greg. Carbon dioxide. The Mm. same gas that's causing the greenhouse effect. If we stopped Mm. respiring, Greg, Mm. this climate emergency would halt. Well, it would halt for us. And for everyone.
2: And for everyone, actually, I'm thinking about it. Yes, yes. Until those pesky volcanoes kicked in again.
1: Ah, they're fine. They're fine. Okay, we love them. They're a tiny percentage of uh,
2: climate they change really, gases.
0: They like really they're are. they're an
2: insubstantially small yeah. amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's scary when you think about it. Yeah. Think about it for a moment. If the, the climate change issue would stop immediately, if we could just make carbon dioxide visible, like a big purple gas... Ooh. And suddenly you would see it out of the back of every car and out of your lover's face and out of everything we make. And you'd be like, ah, we fixed the problem. And, and, and a trip in the countryside
1: wouldn't be like this joyful cow. It would be like, yeah. cow.
0: Yeah. It'd be great.
1: Okay. So now we have oxygen.
2: We do. Blessed caustic oxygen.
1: A combustible gas in oh. our blood. No wonder we die. The blood goes back into the heart, where it is then pumped around the body, first via the aorta, then via smaller and smaller arteries.
2: Slow down, slow down. I've got to write all this down. I've got to make sure I've got this thing. Hang on. Aorta.
1: Body. Got it. Smaller and smaller arteries, until finally it's in tiny, tiny, tiny capillaries. Hooray! There the oxygen is burned... And then the waste CO2 goes back into the red
2: blood cell. Not, not literally burned. You're not talking about a com- combustive. As in, well, it doesn't in, catch
1: fire. It is, it is turned from one thing to another. It is yeah, yeah. processed. A chemical reaction. It's a yeah, chemical okay. reaction.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. That's it. Yeah. Okay, all right. Sorry, yeah. go on. Okay. Right. What happens to the blood then, Greg? It is eaten
1: by vampires.
2: That is not true. It goes back. You're talking about that bit. It goes back to the heart.
1: If only it was so simple.
2: Oh, my goodness. You're
1: so complicated, you people. Because uh, us people. Yes, us people. We're so complicated. Yes, us people. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. I A good nine-tenths of the... We're really leaning into this gag this episode, aren't we? are we? What gag? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. yeah. Go A good nine-tenths of the blood does return to the heart. But some of those blood cells, they're dense. Poop! 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 No.
2: Poop.
1: Oh, but no!
2: The colour of your poop is because of blood, though. Dead blood cells.
1: Eventually. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. We'll yeah. get there. Oh, I'm sorry. We'll oh, get we there, poop. son. Hey, uh, yeah, yeah, cool, excellent. Go can, on. You can't.
1: You can't get to the climax without the foreplay. Yeah,
2: Yes,
1: yeah, you can. Oh wait, sorry. <laughs> That's just not true. It's horrifying. <laughs> okay, I'm ready for, and I'm done. <laughs> These blood cells, they're dense. They're dumb as post. They're slackers. Piss-farting around amongst the interstitial meat of your body. And they're just f***ing around in there like they don't have a job to do. Reprobates! They just don't want to work. They just want to sit on their ass, sometimes on my ass, and just coast. And I don't approve of the sort of company that those blood cells are keeping. Bacteria, waste products... Toxins, Greg. Alert. Alert.
0: Toxins. Toxins. Alert.
2: <laughs> it's, warnings are so much more exciting and lovely when, when it's done with a calming French accent. Are they? Yes. Foreign invaders. Ah! It's disgusting. These
1: treasonous <laughs> blood cells are sorting with the enemy.
2: Are you implying that your wife is a treasonous outsider?
1: Look, I'm not not implying that.
2: Oh, it's, that's that's oh, then that's that's definitely logic.
1: They slipped through the system, and that was their second mistake.
2: Dun, dun, dun. Because
1: the system that they slipped through is the lymphatic system. Damn it. The lymphatic system is a network of tubes hidden inside the body, collecting the deviants that think they can get away with something. As you move, the muscles in your body are gently and discreetly moving those miscreants to where they belong. Blam! The lymph nodes. And those little cats no, won't know what hit them. Right? It says that I misspelled that. There are dozens of lymph nodes in the human body, and woe betide anything that gets sent there. It is the gulag of mankind's corporal form. <laughs> Bacteria is detained, it is studied, its weaknesses are found, and it is destroyed. Mm. Cancer cells, they get beaten to a pulp. Executed. And what of our lazy, lollygagging blood cells? They're rehabilitated. Aww. Some of the lucky ones... They get to carry the corpses of their recent associates back into the bloodstream, where they can be delivered to the liver and kidneys for ejection from the human form. Through the anus. Through the anus.
0: Mm.
1: As elements in the lymph node are detained, that node can swell. It's a holding cell and it's overpopulated. But those lollygaggers don't get out until they get their just desserts. This can take time. All great wars do. And manual (laughs) massage on the lymphatic system? Does it remove toxins from the lymph node, creating better health and healing? After many studies on the practice, the results are... No clear support. (laughs) Hooray! But you do want to make sure that your lymphatic system is working as well as it can. Well, you need to make sure that Lymphatic fluid, along with all of its detritus, is eased along the body, and since it's our body's muscles that do the pumping, you'll never guess what works the best.
2: Punching each other. It's our old friend, Mr. Exercise. Oh, self-punching. Got it.
1: Saviour of the lymphatic system, diligently protecting us from the horror, the absolute horror of toxins.
2: Your Patreon money at (laughs) work. I'd do this for free.
1: (laughs) (laughs) When I get to swear so much in front of so many people,
2: (laughs) it's great. It's it's like being a uh, kindergarten teacher all over again. (laughs) Welcome to the Walk of
1: Shame. In this episode, you, the listener, get to tell us whether we have made a mistake. Oh, Dan. Oh, Dan. Hang on. How many have you got?
2: So many. Cool. All right. Great. Let's get Dan, started then. Dan, Dan, Dan. I've learned something about our listeners, Dan. Do not make a mistake on this podcast about computer games. Yep. Because they will come for you at night. They are ready. They came so quickly. Who would have thought that the same people who are interested in podcasts
1: about science are also the same sort of people with an obsession for video game entertainment.
2: And, th- well, that's fine, Dan. Your your uh, dismissive attitude towards our diligent, nerdy, wonderful listeners is is noted. But also, Dan, hmm. would you also think that musicals would be a big part? My goodness, Dan, don't mess with musicals. They will come for you at night. Well, that is a turn up for the books. That, <laughs> is, that is... and I feel somewhat
1: blindsided by that information. <laughs> I thought
2: you would. And also... Mid twentieth century music, Dan. Don't mess with them on that one either. Lots of them come for you on that one All too. All right,
1: we have a, and- we have a. I'm glad we only had a couple of stories this episode because we are going to blow out <laughs> in the <laughs> tail by the sounds of things.
2: It's insane. I am so impressed with our listeners. They came on mass to crush you, crush you, Dan. They weren't having a piece of it. Good job, anyway. everyone. Good job. <laughs> so we'll get into that, I guess. I'm assuming I have none. You've got a couple. Ah, damn it. <laughs> I found one. Excellent. Well, should we, I'm going to do you first because I've got lots. All right. So there's one that you actually said yourself. So Dan, after the podcast, when he mentioned that Game Boys were never black or white, the Game Boy Pocket was black and white because it was a muddy green color. So Dan, you actually walked of shame yourself, Yeah. but... We had many people write in, uh, Steve being the first one. I'm not going to name everyone who went through, but yes, yeah, there's lots of people. Steve was the first one after you. Uh, he said, the original games were released in 1996. While Dan is correct to say that the Game Boy screen was a mighty green color, in the same year as Pokemon was released, so too was the Game Boy Pocket, a smaller machine with better battery life as well as a larger screen, which was also black and white. So while the games would play on the older machines, the technology at the time was the black and white screens. So, yes, they definitely wear black and white. But you did know that. Yeah. You did. Yep. And you, you know did. why? Why is that? Because my brother had one. And ah. do you know what his name is? Also Steve. Also
1: Steve. Weird, huh?
2: It's probably the same Steve.
1: Probably the same Steve. Is no, it the same maybe. Steve?
2: It's, it's the same Steve. Yeah, it is the same Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, but Steve. It could be, we have multiple Steves. That's all right. That's true. Now, let's get on to music, shall we? Great. Eloise was the first one to talk about this one. There were other people as well. Quite a few, four other people wrote in this one. Holy shit. <laughs> I know. Jeez, this is, you see, always like,
1: oh, no one sent me anything, Dan. No one it's- sent me any Walker Shades. <laughs> this is why I don't make mistakes because they will fucking
2: pile on. <laughs> people just love it. So Dan refers to Hank Azaria looking like he belongs to the bad guy from West End Story. The musical, of course, is West Side, West side story. story. God damn it. And then someone else, wrote. Professor Explano, wrote saying, Dan's idea of villains are from West End Story. That's an amusing mix of West Side Story and a well-known Brisbane suburb. <laughs> I do like the idea of just walking down Brisbane going... So it's West Side Story, West of course. West Side Story. All right. I I'll walk felt- that shame. That's pretty... I like that one. And here's a fun one. This is from Larry in, uh, in the USA. MD. MD. What's MD? What state would MD? Medical Minidota. doctor. Mi- Minidota? Minid- <laughs> MD. MD. I, I, you know, I have a computer in front of me that can search the entire knowledge of human Maximum history. Maximum Detroit. That's it. That's, look, I don't care what it is. We are going with Maximum Detroit. So, Larry from Maximum Detroit. I'm so excited. So, he, I'll read it out. Got him. In episode, he actually wrote that. Got him. Oh, nice. In episode 151, during a segment on, uh, on transmitting zombieism to a fetus, you made a slight verbal stumble over Zika, as an I did, Greg, pronouncing it Seeker, prompting Dan to take a stroll down the garden path. <laughs> Eventually arriving at the Seeker's performance of Red Rubber Ball, he then blamed his own mother for exposing him to the Seeker's virus. Very enjoyable, except that the song Red Rubber Ball belongs not to the Seeker's, but to the Circle. In very commas, well done for you, Greg, for laying such a clever trap that was deliberate. Yes. Loves our programs. Thank you very much. Larry from Maximum Detroit. Wow. Now. Wow. I did. My some work. whole upbringing is a lie. All I right. Fair some, enough. I did some research into this. Good job. Did it's, I did a research and I was quite weirded out because I wasn't too sure. I didn't, you know, I'm not just going to just say what people say. I have to look it up. It's really hard, though. It's not as easy. Once again, if you want to be technically correct, he's technically correct, the best kind of correct. So it was written by Paul Simon. So Paul Simon from Simon and Garfunkel, that that Paul Simon. Wow. and, And Bruce Woodley of The Seekers. Ah. It was recorded the first by The Circle, a band called The Circle, in 1966. But in the same year... Told me, covered the same song in 1966 neil diamond recorded it for his first ever album in 1966 so did the seekers in 1966 so there was so a that, seeker cover of red rubber a, ball yes by the person who wrote it but it's considered so this is wicked it's very confusing it's a circle song but it was written by bruce woodley of the seekers and paul simon and it was covered by three people three different bands in the same year it was released so that's a really interesting. When I've looked into this, it just seems that people would you'd, you'd write a song. So Dan Beasley, I got a cool song about I like confusing gender and sex or something. And then- ah, <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. Pit <laughs> for tat. <laughs> Shoe sh- sh- on the
1: other, sh- on back on the other foot, I
2: suppose. Uh, and then, but then I've and then, as, but two months after you release, I noticed that your sales are really high, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to release. I confuse gender and sex, my own version, in the same year, and that seemed to be fine. Nowadays, you would never see that. Could you imagine Tay-Tay releasing a song and then Britney releasing the same song six months later? I don't think it's allowed. Well, surely. I mean, people cover songs all the time. But there's covering, but there's also the releasing an album and calling it just the same thing. It would mm. just be... I, I don't know if it's possible anymore. Maybe the rules have changed. I don't know enough about music. Do you know about music, listeners? I, I really want to know. It's really strange. Cliff Richard did it in '68. Celia Black did it in '69. There's uh, one Brazil
1: one... is actually a really old song. I always thought it was Pink Martini who did Brazil, but it turns out it's like this old song from uh, from Latin America. And the original lyrics were completely
2: different and in another language. Uh, uh, yeah, but that, yes, that definitely happens. I, I'm confused. But anyway, thank you, Larry, from Maximum Detroit. And now my walks of shame are over.
1: All right. Well, apparently I don't know much, a lot about music, musicals or video games, mm-hmm. but it turns out I do know quite a bit about potato chips. Because oh, yes. You said that there was oh, yes. a brand of chip in Australia called Smith's Crisps. Uh Uh-oh. There is not. What? Smith's doesn't even put the content's name on the front of their bags. It just says Smith's. Oh. You don't even know what's in the bag. It's just pictures. Oh. And on the reverse, they are distinctly labelled potato chips. I can't
2: read. That's fine. No, it's... Well, there you go. Isn't that funny how your brain edits your memories to make something that's not true happen? Weird. I'll wear that. That's good. Thank you.
1: Now, Steve Stewart... Had a walk of shame for you about a discussion we had seven years ago about <laughs> dairy cows.
2: Has it been walked of shame before?
1: And how, well, he's, I think he's listening to every episode a third time <laughs> or something. So, okay, And how for every da- dairy cow that's milked, there's a, a, a male that gets a
2: bullet in the brain and or is turned into dog food. Not, not everyone that's milked. Not, they don't just go shoot a cow when another cow is milked. No, no. Oh, no. no That's grand. really cruel. For every milking cow, right. like yeah, the boy milking sense. cows
1: can't give milk, and so there's no, there's no value yeah. to them. Yes. Okay, now yes. his walk of shame doesn't make much sense in light of some information I found out trying to work out if it did make sense. <laughs> Turns out the best male dairy cows are kept for breeding. Makes sense. Mm-hmm.
2: They do keep some, yes.
1: And the other males are raised for beef. And these days, some farmers are separating the male sperm from the female sperm before fertilization. Okay. So they only have girl cows. This took me down a rabbit hole. Not a literal rabbit hole. I don't know anything about sexing rabbits. Uh, I went into chicken holes. If you're selling eggs, you only want to keep the female chickens. The male Mm. chickens can't lay eggs. So the best way of getting rid of the males is to wait until they are hatched and then check the colours of their feathers. Then you gas the male chicks with a combination of inert gases and CO2. If there's too much CO2, it initiates the gasping reflex, so it must be under 30%. They go to sleep. Oh, that's lovely. Or they are sent to the macerator. Not <laughs> so lovely. Where they travel along a, a conveyor belt and drop off the end of the conveyor belt into a sort of a blending machine where they mm. are pulverized in a fraction
2: of a second. Mmm. Mm. Just like the villain in the Timothy Dalton, The Living Daylights, the drug one. Oh, I hope it's The Living Daylights. Yeah, I think it's The Living Daylights. And the, and they had they were they, they were carving up all the the blocks of cocaine that they were selling. But the bad guy, he's and who he plays Johnson out of Die Hard? That guy, the the the, the little Johnson, not big Johnson. Uh, basically, right. he's. He's the he's the bad guy, and he killed Bond's friend Felix, or he either very badly hurt him or killed Felix Leitner. And so, in the end, Bond drops him into a macerator, and he gets blah, gets ripped to pieces. Youch, youch. That so, about, like. well, the thing is, it's very very quick. Well, not for him. He yelled for ages. Oh yeah, Bond, that would be hard. Bond quip. I, there was a quip. It was a bit of a quip. You know, like like uh Ural teeth, or you know, something like that. I can't remember. Take that, chicken. <laughs> that's the only breast I don't like, which is not what Timothy Dalton sounded like, nor Sean Connery, so that's fine. <laughs> <clears throat> that was the worst Roger Boy impersonation I've
1: ever heard. <laughs> Somewhere George Lazenby's crying. <laughs> it means you keep ninety-nine percent of the females, only one percent of the males are accidentally raised to lay eggs. There is tech being developed that uses a spectroscopy to test the gender. They hit the chicken with a near-infrared laser and measure the backscattering when it's only a tiny little dot inside the egg. The tech is currently 96% effective, but the industry can't justify changing over with 4% of the females being wasted and raising 4% of the males accidentally. The females are destroyed when they stop laying. The good Mm. news is that these are actually much better deaths than almost all birds in the wild get. A chicken lays about five hundred eggs in its lifespan.
2: Or one thousand 7- seven. Eke them out. Eke them out, ladies. Just eat as in you don't go so low they kill you because you haven't got enough eggs coming mm. out of you. But don't go too fast because then you'll run out. You'll run out. So at your three month review, you then say look you look look, Dan the chicken. Cause you know, you you can call a girl chicken Dan, it's fine. With you we just feel you're not really laying enough eggs. You know, we we'll have to kill you, put you in the macerator if you don't fix that. So yeah, I don't want it to...
1: too big for the macerator. They would get uh, gassed. The gas macerator is it. only for the adorable, most adorable of chickens. Oh,
2: that's lovely. We want you to start because you're okay, sure. And then you just make sure that your productivity goes up by five percent, and that's enough to keep you uh, out of the gas chamber. Hmm. Mm,
1: lucky chicken. Capitalism. Okay, so five hundred eggs in a lifetime is. 173,500 calories Right. at the cost of one baby male getting chopped up and one old chicken getting put to sleep. Compare that with 2,858 calories in two chickens that are eaten at the cost of two mm-hmm. seven-week-old chickens who are rendered unconscious by gas or atmospheric pressure drop, then have their throats cut.
0: Mm. Mm.
2: Mm. Or, you know, yeah, so eggs, this, this is the whole... This sounds like a an argument against veganism. <laughs> or for veganism. Or veganism. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because veganism, don't eat... Yeah, just don't do any of it. If you don't do any of it, that's actually better than doing half of it. As a yeah. filthy vegetarian, I do half of it, so why not do it all? Yeah, for veganism. Sorry, you're right, yes. Do you also, eat eggs? I do eat eggs, yes. Yeah, so that's that's pretty good. I also punch, I also punch kittens. Ah, it's so good. So, I mean, like, eating
1: eggs as opposed to eating chicken is actually much better ethically
2: except that the chicken is kept in a horrible cage and and they get ulcers and sores oh and... yeah yeah yeah
1: you want to get the more expensive
2: eggs yeah, yeah i mean no one gets no one buys cage eggs anymore do they i think they're still around therefore they're still being market- sold Market forces, that's, you know, once again, the power of capitalism, they're there. So I'm assuming. But once again, I'm not going to judge too harshly because some people don't have the money to be able to afford more expensive eggs because they don't have the money because our society doesn't think it's worthwhile looking after the poor people. It's become that podcast. (laughs) I'm
1: sorry. No, no, no. These are, I mean, these are things that we should all be talking about. We just, we try to listen to this fun podcast to escape the. (laughs) The I'm horrors sorry. of the current political sorry. climate and I'm sorry, all the things we've learned and I'm just sorry. wish we hadn't known. Yep. <sighs> <sighs> you have been listening to Dan at smartenough.org. <laughs> and also, Craig at smartenough.org. If you hear either of us say something dumb or wrong, well, not, ju- just, not just dumb, no, not just wrong. dumb
2: wrong, something yeah, send- wrong on the podcast,
1: <laughs> send to the other one what it was.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And if you can't look at who
2: we are. Just try harder. Yeah, try, try harder. Try harder. Try
0: harder.
2: <laughs> uh, Dan, Dan, oh, Dan, Dan. What? We haven't insulted our listeners yet, Dan. Oh, that's I, that's, that's. I, I love that. I love that bit. I want. I want. I want to.
1: What All right. Well, we got to pimp the website first.
2: Okay. Well, the smart, brand new, new website. Oh. Okay, brand well. new website. He's very. He's very excited. Everyone, you can't see the... Twinkle in his eye; it's 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 quite adorable.
1: It looks almost exactly (laughs) the same as the last website.
2: It does load faster.
1: It loads like a bat out of hell, though.
2: Yeah, 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 it does. I I admit that; that's very good. We've got like when the it came out now, so you can go when would that come out? You go, it was the first of January twenty twenty five, and you find it.
1: Yep, and the pretty, slightly pretty icons and stuff, a
0: little
2: bit of a visual flourish to the site. Lovely, I love it. And uh, yeah, it's real quick, real quick. And I highly recommend if you're going to start a podcast or people listening to want to start a podcast, make sure that one of you is a is a professional website designer. It's really good. Yeah, it saves on, uh, you know, spending a couple of minutes setting up a WordPress site. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that – whatever that other one is. I'm not even going to mention it. Like the one that you get – oh, ads for bloody – my brain has actually edited it out. I'm very impressed. Well done, brain. My brain has gone, no, I need to remember important things, not the name of stupid get a wh- – template. Is it weird wh- is it? No, is it? Oh. No. I, I didn't know what this Square was. Squarespace? No, nah, that's, yes, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of a podcasts. I was watching a, a YouTube video and then suddenly they had some attractive 20-something going, hi, I'm someone you've never heard of before and I'm here to tell you about this amazing website I just made with w And they use YouTube stars to pimp these things and now yeah.
1: I only associate those people with that annoying ad that goes, hey, why don't you not employ dan to make you like a good website and you just use yeah. one of these off-the-shelf pieces of garbage that loads really slowly and stuff you know what yeah. i'm gonna bleep out every mention of the word
2: every time I, one of us says i'm gonna bleep it nice excellent i love it hi i'm logan paul when i'm not looking at dead people in a forest i use wicks Ooh. hi i'm pewdiepie when i'm not advocating nazism i use wicks I'm going there, Dan.
1: Yeah, I'm going to leave. I'm not going to bleep those ones, actually. I'll leave those <laughs> Damn ones it. in. Oh, no, I'm dead.
2: They're going to come for me.
1: Thank you very much to our Patreons, the people who donate a little bit of money to us.
2: They're patrons, now, not Patreons. They're,
1: pa- they're Patreon patrons. They're patrons. They're, they're patrons on Patreon. Okay, yes. thank you very much to our patronesses. And <laughs> Isn't Patronus like a spirit animal? Yep, they're our oh, spirit okay. animals.
2: Oh, you're our spirit animal. No, you are. No, okay. no, 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 you are a spirit animal.
1: Now, our top tier gets to be insulted by me every episode, <laughs> which is just more work mm. that I have to do every single podcast. Mm, it's lovely. All right, so it's July, and July always starts with a big celebration in America of Americans. <laughs>
0: okay, they're, so they're
1: these, these insults will celebrate American culture.
2: Oh, no, Dan, what are we doing? <clears throat> are we, Dan, just, just stop, just stop, just stop, just stop. Oh, you just, can't just, stop me. No, 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 wait, wait, I'm not asking you to stop. Just, just just, remember, they are a nuclear superpower and we are a two-person podcast. Now, we're plucky, don't get me wrong, just like the Americans themselves were plucky before 7076. But I'm not, uh, remember, Dan, we are not, uh, okay. Yeah, target your nukes at my at this moon. Woo! No, no don't yeah actually uh, no i'll be fine with that that's actually that's okay i'm cool with that <laughs> oh we've been giving so much details about where you live too oh
1: uh-huh. yeah yeah they uh they, they, they've tried. i mean they only need me to be in the blast radius
2: <laughs> take that suburb dan lives in i reckon they can f-
1: work that out from all the clues you've given them okay right um so go then. steve stewart <clears throat> steve stewart Your gun control laws are so unnecessarily restrictive that young children accidentally shooting each other still get featured on the news. (laughs) Scott Driscoll.
2: Hang on, wait, 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 wait. I need to, I'm passing that sentence. I need to work out, what did you just say? So here's restrictive gun laws, therefore hearing...
1: So Steve Stewart is not properly American. Right. In any way. His Jeez. gun control laws are very oh. restrictive, and young people shooting each other on the news still get featured on the news it, it, as, a, as an a, item.
0: What? Oh,
2: right.
1: Loser. So- yeah, right. Okay. 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 Scott Driscoll. Okay.
0: okay. Your
1: drone strikes are so haphazard, you have oh, no, no chance of liberating a foreign population from their crazed <laughs> ruling despots and the oil they happen to live on top
2: of. Oh, no. What are we doing? Why are we doing this?
0: What Dustin
1: Fallon. Oh, mm-hmm. nice prison system, Dustin. Looks like you're ac- actually rehabilitating people for reintegration with society instead of using it to make money for the rich while forcing the descendants of your once freed slaves back into a more palatable system of unpaid labor and incarceration.
0: <laughs> oh, no. oh
2: no! I like the fact we're not a political
1: podcast. Yeah. Also, we tend not to insult people. Apparently, this is a topsy-turvy part of the podcast every episode. (laughs) Al Batson. Al Batson. Your system of volume measurement is easy enough for a child to convert convert between. What? Not man enough to convert 20 small units into one large unit and then two of those units into a larger unit again and then four of those units into the next unit and then two of those units into the final unit and then naming that unit a peck? (laughs) And Eric Wilson, who says we don't have to insult him.
0: Mm.
1: Nice National Park Service, Eric. It's, It's pretty good. All right. Also, a thank you to our second tier members. Phil Holland, Matthew Toy, Gary Heather, Ava Greenbury, Andrew Whitehurst, Steve Eichenhout, Andrew Potts, Ilana Mitchell, Andrew Trousdale, Evil One, Lindsay Jenkinson, Morden O'Hare, Matt Ewers, Michael Barnes, and Elizabeth Yunkin. Uh, on the website, you'll also be able to click on the links, the show the show notes. All the notes are in there. Oh, I might actually put in... We were talking about capacitive touch. I might put in my, yeah. my my YouTube unboxing of my very first iPad 2. Okay. Uh, I'll in put the that notes. in as well. That's a in the show one. notes? Yeah, I'll put that in there as well. Go have a look okay. at that. It's a fun one. All right. And as we always like to say... I knew I, I'm not ready. I know because I was looking in your eyes, and you're like looking all around the room, going, "I can't remember what we talked about." No, no, no. one remembers what we talked about. No, no, you can it's see whatever you like. Bucket. It's just a it's just <laughs> been an entire, it's a Warren full of rabbit holes. I'm just not too sure. So... And as we always like to
2: say... Stop having plastic crap delivered to your door that you didn't want, that you're just going to throw in a ditch! For God's sakes, we're losing resources! Jesus! God! Jesus, friggin' Satan!
0: got it!
1: For your indium and gallium loot box, put SE2KB in as the code to get 5% off.
0: Yeah. You're
2: blurry again. I can never see your background. Oh like, uh, yeah, I I, I'm not I, allowed. I'm not allowed to see your background.
1: It did, I noticed that. And I was about to fix it because I didn't. I didn't choose to do that. It did
2: something. This, this is going to sound strange, and, and and now I just want the frog princess to walk behind you, dressed in a uh, a flesh covered bodysuit, and just never mention it. That's all I want. And, and everyone will just go <gasps> gasp. The only people who can see this is you. Yeah, I know.
1: Look, it's a fetish. Oh, I see. I see. I get it. Because you think she, she'd be nude. Yes. But blurry.
2: Yes.
1: Because so, I was I was like, but then it would recognize that she's a person too and then it would make her clear and then why does he want oh, to see it? a bodysuit? Bodysuits <laughs> are very sexy. Sexier than nudity.
2: That's not what I was going for at all. Ah, damn it. I didn't have the technology. I thought it would just pick on your face. I didn't realize it. I thought the background was uh, – the whole point of point of the blurring in the background is that the background is blurred so you can't see it. Um is it the? Ho- I, yeah, if, if, but if, that, if I mean, another I, human. Another human walked into shot. That's not going to make them clear, is it? I, let's find out quickly. Body suit. Can you t- take your clothes off and come in here, please? Ah, <laughs> oh, so many interviews have started that way.
1: Uh,
2: Could you come in here, please? <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay,
1: I just need you to appear in the background of this shot because it's doing a clever blur thing, and I want to know whether it'll bl- unblur you. Yes. So if you just Turn up. Hello. I oh, know you're no, blurry. You're blurred.
2: Can you um? How close can you get you to Dan to before how, your head appears? How close can you get to me before you appear? No blur, appear? blur, 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 blur. Stand up a bit. There you are. Um. So coming so that we can see your whole face. So you're totally blurred. No, no, no. It's 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 wow. only Dan. It's only Dan. Then cool. Excellent. Take off your shirt.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, well, there was a bit <laughs> of science done already.
2: Woo! Science! Early morning science. <laughs>
1: and I, I was in character and I was like, could you tattoo a larger penis on my penis so that it looks bigger? They didn't want to deal with
2: that question. No, they're
1: like, hmm. They're okay, not... well, moving on.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I went to a new brew shop this morning. Oh, yes. The, the last one that he moved to Manly or something, oh. and he was such a sullen cock too, like very unhelpful. And so I went to this new place and I I walked in the front door and one of the owners is standing in the middle of the floor and it's like oh I just need some. Sandwiches. Come through, come through the back room, blah blah blah. Super super exuberant. Excellent. Been drinking yes. since nine, I'm assuming. <laughs> the
0: <laughs> hey it's a party. Woo! <laughs>
2: Okay, it's. I looked at Luke Crate for a while, and, and then I and then I. Of course went, you did. Of course you did, because it sounds so fun. Oh, yeah, it does. Oh, a box of thrills to turn up on yeah. my door. Yeah, and even and then I was like, and I looked into it, and I, was, and I checked for a couple of months. I actually had, I, I didn't just race off and do it, and I went and checked what had been in them, and I went, oh no, oh oh that's interesting, no 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 next box. No 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 nothing. Okay, next box. No. yeah, oh, yeah. Yes, yes. No 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 no. But this is garbage. This is literal garbage. And it, the that- thing is it's it's not even just just the garbage. Even if it was really quality stuff,
1: it's stuff that you obviously don't need because you no. didn't select it. No, it is, did, yeah. it is
2: it is using resources as a as for fun. Yeah, and which, is, which we we do a lot anyway, but it's, it feels that level of disconnect. I mean, I buy Little Plastic Men, uh, <laughs> which is, you know, petroleum products and all the rest. So there is that. But, yeah, I, I don't, I don't but know. But you We're strike not... out to go and buy them specifically for the – Yes. For the price. You
1: don't, you're not just like, oh, I just want to burn our limited resources for the joy of having something turn up on my doorstep.
2: And there is actually a box now that you can just get Little Plastic Men sent to you, and you don't know what's in them. And I was like, there's no reason for that. Like, I have no – I don't want to get a random selection of games workshop miniatures. It's insane. I even saw one, you know, VSource on YouTube. They do like a science channel, VSource yeah. 1, 2, and 3. So Michael from Vsauce. Vsauce here. Michael, Vsauce here. Uh, he – they have one called oh, – I can't remember. They, they have a loot crate thing. And I looked at that because I was like, oh, it's all science and stuff. That's my bag. But even then I was like, oh, it's not though. It's just trinkets that are science-y based. A, a, a gyroscope. Or uh, a reflective glass prism, and you're like, okay, it's still just crap that you're never going to use. It's mm. just kind of so no, there's no point. They have cool shirts. They, the only thing they do is they they actually design have a designer design a science t T-shirt. So it's not just, mm. but uh, but but once again, I went. It's seventy bucks for something I'm just never going to use, and yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got the,
1: the thing is. The, the people who make so much shit in the hope that something will work like they need feedback that you can't just buy the stuff that you don't even know what it is because mm. you will end up rewarding terrible behavior
2: yeah yeah you do you just it's and it all gets thrown together it's it's yeah it's you're not, just thrown it's in a pit yeah throw it all in a pit you might as well I might as well just send seventy bucks to this company and say can you please just pour oil into the ground for me. Uh at
0: that least is- that's where it starts. That's a
2: good thing. Just leave the oil in the ground. Yeah,
1: yeah, Everyone send your money and leave the oil in the ground. It's fine. <laughs> it can stay there.
2: Stop buying stuff.
1: Yeah, Stop yeah, yeah. buying
2: stuff. And then here's the here's the irony for me. Speaking and of BB- which my Syntec tablet cost a fortune. It- <laughs> Everyone got angry at Amazon, Amazon Prime. It was like, don't buy anything from Amazon Prime days. It was like, don't buy anything from Amazon because it's a pack of shits. Buying things at Amazon on this day will stop, will save the planet. I was like, yesterday you were buying My Little Pony Hats by the f- thousands. And today you're like not buying from Amazon as if this makes it equal. A <laughs> am thrashing, dad. Okay, all right.
1: Amazon's the big one. So we know how terrible they are. Yes. But the people oh. you're buying from, they're just as terrible. We just haven't found out yet.
2: And they're also closer. They're they're smaller and closer, except for Wacom,
1: who are beyond reproach.
2: You can send all checks to. All right, shall we move on with the podcast? Please. All right.
1: My heart can't take it. <laughs>